Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And we're running solo today to talk to you all about the crazy suite of events we got coming up this weekend. We got who's number one, SUG, uh, fight to win, UFC championships on the line. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And we might get a little bit into the backstory of our enigmatic co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Who knows what can happen on this episode, drawing ever closer to the big triple digits and coming up on 100 baby who would have thought we'd get that far um but before we get into all of that craziness we got to first send it up to sponsors of the show your friends and ours electrum performance now jujitsu will do a lot to get your body ready for combat but there are things you could be doing off the mats to help it out as well especially if you're injury prone and you want to strengthen up those muscles and try and mitigate some of the wear and tear that constant rolling on the mats just does to you and it's hard to avoid especially if you got you know some guys in in the gym that go a little too hard and maybe treat it like it's life or death combat and not hey i'm an insurance manager and i need to go to work the next day Uh, electrum performance is willing to help you out by putting a strength and conditioning coach coach right in your back pocket their team epap gives you access to a suite of different workout programs for your fitness level and different goals as well as grappling style and gives you the ability to record your sets, take notes, ask questions, and get insight onto if your form's right with the use of different technique videos performed by strength and conditioning professionals who also happen to be killers on the mats themselves. Now, if you're looking to ball on a budget, use the promo code JJT25 to knock off 25%, obviously, off of any purchases you make within the app, different programs and such. Let them know we sent you. You'd be helping us out, helping yourselves out, helping the world out. We're all about helping everybody here on the JJT Podcast. So once again, let's go into the App Store, type in Team EP. You can also go on to www.electrumperformance.com. Let them know we sent you. Thank you very much to the folks at Electrum. They're a really solid jiu-jitsu owned and operated business, and you know those are the guys we like to support on this show. All right, ad read over. Now, we got a king's ransom of stuff this weekend, Kev G. And Big weekend. I, I, Big weekend. It is a huge, 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 huge weekend. Now, I wanted to know what – of these events are, are, are getting you most excited. You know, it's easy to say, it's easy to say <laughs> UFC, but we got a very crazy intergender championship match going on. Oh, is on. that is that going on this weekend? Is that yeah. actually signed for this weekend? It's the 28th, uh, yeah. That's tonight, right? Or is that, uh, no, it's a Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it's on it's Sunday, uh, yeah. Submission Underground, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's just it's just crazy. There's so much to talk about. This is going to be it like is, a four-hour show. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, I don't know how much we can cover, but there's fight to win, there's SUG, and there's, you know, you know, man, I, I want to get excited about Gordon Ryan, Wagner Hocha. I'll watch it. It just, I'm just, again, just the whole, I honestly, I'm not going to lie, and I don't care if I get in trouble for this. I don't really give a shit. Like, the who's number one, I just, I, <laughs> flow grappling is just really just like, <sighs> I just, I don't, the interviews, the whole way they market it, I'm just, just disturbed and disgusted at, the way they portray the fights, the whole process is uh, is just unsettling to me, and just not really happy about it. I enjoy jujitsu. I just don't like to see it peddled in that way. I just think it's silly and stupid. Um, I guess you got to get viewers or whatever the fuck their thing is, but it just looks like cheap WWE 
fucking hype stuff, and I just kind of not not big fan of it. Can't say I can't say I like it. I'm happy well, that Gordon Ryan's getting paid. I'm happy that the Wagner Roach is getting paid. I'm happy that everyone's getting paid. I just think it's unsustainable. Just I will opinion. say I will say that something I've enjoyed of this suite of I, I typically agree with agree with you. Although I will say that whoever's design whatever Carpenter designed and like worked on the flow grappling set, amazing Carl. wood paneling, amazing Red. wood pan. I like the wood paneling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid backsplash, man. <laughs> I use that for my kitchen. <laughs> but it'll be a green screen. I, yeah, that would break my heart. But like, hey, that's solid oak. Like, that's really cool. Like oak to um, me. Yeah, just like like who'd you who'd you source that from? Um, I do appreciate that of Gordon's recent opponents. Whenever the trash talk comes up, it can get very showy. But you, you just can't. No matter who you are, you can't do that with Wagner. Like he can just be mean to you, and you kind of got to take it. I, like, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I don't. I would. I don't think it would end as well. For Gordon Ryan, if he smacked Wagner Hocha, then it did if he fight. Oh, he might, we might win that fight, but he's gonna have a fight. <laughs> and Wagner, yeah. I know Wagner personally. He's uh he's a uh he could be a a, a vicious uh vicious adversary, I guess to say the least, I, if you really wanted to. I actually really briefly like how did you first meet Wagner? I mean, Wagner's been on the local scene here in Tampa yeah. for, for, you know, decades, you know, I, like I, since I, you first started, you just, yeah, I mean, I was a white belt watching him compete at little local tournaments back when that was the only thing you competed at. You had local tournaments, you had the IBJJF and then you had, you know, the ADCC. That was it. You know what I mean? There was maybe a couple things in Dubai and shit, but there was nothing else going on. You know, girl grapplers, crest quest, Naga, yeah. all that other shit like that. So I used to watch him. He used to compete a lot with Matt Arroyo. They used to go against each other all the time. So I'd always see him compete on the local scenes. You know, he'd come down and win the thousand dollar absolutes or whatever. He'd come up from some south from South Florida and do that. So I kind of built the relationship with him. I actually watched him and AJ go at it when AJ was God. I think he was still I don't even think it was a black belt yet. I think it was either purple belt or brown belt. I saw them wow. go at each other a couple of times. But um and, you know, I've rolled with him, trained with him, been around him for a while. And he's just, you know, I get it, you know, he's dirty. Some you could quotation marks on him being a dirty fighter gordon in his interview talked about yeah, I, a dirty fighter and a, I love how he's just like i didn't do that yeah you did he's like i don't remember that it's <laughs> yeah, pretty funny yeah, I, don't, I don't think I, remember, I don't recall that <laughs> like i don't a recall that <laughs> i don't think i recall that <laughs> but uh, i don't i've always never had anything but a genuinely kind and supportive conversation whenever I've talked to Wagner Rocha. Does he does he train hard? Yeah. Does he does he could does he compete hard? Yeah. Every time I've rolled with him, believe me, when you in the practice room, he's doing all the same shit that he's doing on the competition mat, covering your mouth, palm strikes. It's just the way he rolls. That's in his. That's the way he does things. It's his style. And yeah, you know, it's nothing illegal, but borders on the lines, I guess you could say. I mean, there are every sport does need those kinds of guys that that go to the limits of the rules and find out what's okay, what's not, like what, what, get away what, what you're able to get away with, basically, just because the sport naturally evolves and changes. Like we basketball back in like the days of like Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, they could just like unload on people. They, they could just punch a guy in the head if you if the ref was looking the other way, you know. So I think that. He's never been he's never been like a uh, a Husamar Palharis where he's like a criminal that's hurting people no. and like no, doesn't ignore taps. Like, yeah, like he, he would never, never would. do that. Yeah. Never do that. 
So I think that drawing a distinction between him and guys that do do stuff like that is important just because I feel like with the way he's being characterized, it runs the risk of everyone thinking like, Oh, he's just a savage, which yeah, he kind of is. But also there's a, there's a way at which he competes that is authentic to him and it's aggressive and very, very combative, but I don't think it's wrong. I can't say that I, you know, can agree or disagree with Gordon's portrayal of, you know, I think it's a huge stretch to say that bad Rocha is the dirtiest uh, competitor in in jiu-jitsu i think it's quite quite a stretch you got river santos you've got uh Paharis, and you've got tons Tex of guys johnson. out there yeah <laughs> Tex johnson right exactly you got tons of guys out there that are way way worse off than um than i Wagner's. will say in in i i've been very anti-tex johnson i've heard from sources he's doing better mentally and like i've seen i see tex i see tex a lot again too he's now trains down in south florida it's funny yeah. every time every time i'm around someone i uh his name somehow pops up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed like i per, again tex is tex he's a little he's a little creepy you know what i mean i love tex the way that the way i always describe tex is like that that picture of the gorilla like putting together the rubik's cube <laughs> and you know what i mean you kind of look at the face like he pretends like he knows how the rubik's cube works but he really doesn't get it and then they give him a moment he gets like smash it on the ground <laughs> like that's the way i think of tex johnson like oh you know with his glasses and the whole like he does have the glasses <laughs> yeah. reality of it is he's got there's a, there's a bit of insanity in those eyes every time i've ever had a conversation with tex i but i've never had any issues with him whatever yeah. happened in new york obviously wasn't I think a big it was deal a bad, to prosecute him so i you know and I, i've known people that you know my, my buddy jeff that we both know he's had very rough run-ins with tex and i i feel like there is a certain one you can't excuse bad behavior like that you can't but you can also say that like environment plays a little bit into it you know right. and there's every instance that there's every possibility that that the Northeast New York just was not the place for him mentally and like that environment, you know. So he's doing well for himself. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wish him well. I hope we keep seeing him on big stages, just because he's one of the best leg manglers currently living on the planet, you yeah. know. So didn't uh, submit me though. Didn't submit me though. I mean, whatever. You didn't say. <laughs> I love tags. I'm just fucking with him. I love tags. I just I'm just an asshole. I like to get people going. You know? <laughs> Um, the number of but, people where it's like, man, if you weren't Kevin Gallagher, I would have killed you. By <laughs> Every, people know me, man. I just like I love that shit. I like to I like to poke the bear. I love I bring it, bring that a game. I feed on that shit. I was just <laughs> talking to John Kalestein the other day when we were at the. Um, I took a seminar last week. Yeah, he got Sunday. injured, right? Yeah, he hurt his shoulders. Oh, big yeah. drop it out Sapatero. And then an even funnier one. I had that guy Adrian Nunez. Or Nunes, I think his name. Nez, I think is his last name. Uh, awesome guy. You're going to see big things from that kid eventually. He's a really, really tough kid. He ended up winning that Sapatero. I don't think he was on the yeah. mat longer than – I had four matches. I think he was on the mat a total of about, shit, maybe six minutes out of the whole thing. It was insane. He just demand, dismantled everyone. And granted, it's not, you know, it's not a top-tier event, but the guys on that event are definitely very, very good, able-bodied competitors. And for it takes a very top level competitor to be able to run through them as quickly as he did and as easily as he did. So yeah. kudos to him. But anyway, I was at John Callistein's and we were talking about first of all, I was impressed that he kind of remembered me. I had him on the uh the overhand grappling hour a while back. Yeah. He, you know, he was super cool and warm with me. And he talked about 
watching me at the ADCC uh, the one the couple years back when I did well, and then I was because I was rolling with a couple of the younger guys, Josh, Jason Hayden, and Ian Murray. Um, and he was like, man, you know, you did pretty well. I was like, oh, man, these young bucks are killing me. He goes, bro, you ain't hustling me, man. I saw you <laughs> out there. I saw you out there smashing all those young kids at the ADCC, the trials a couple years back. And I was like, bro, you know, I love that shit, man. You, you, to be a competitor, you got to feed on that shit. Man. You got to love it. You know, I don't want to go out there and have an easy match. I mean, obviously, I kind of do. It would be awesome to win. But, like, there's a certain part of me that just enjoys that fucking clashing of heads man you know and you got i want you to bring that a game i want you to bring out the beast inside of me so that i have to summon him summon him to come up and and and, and, and take your best shot i want to be i don't want to win when you're having an off night i want to win when you're at your best so i can say i beat you when you're at your best so we don't have to run it again <laughs> so anti-trash talk instead instead of mentally oh, breaking I, them no, down you want to you want to build wrong. them up you don't like... get me wrong i get trash talk with the best of them baby I like that, that's the whole mental game i get i get you cooking so you get high and come at me then i, let I remember you i was load. I was I was making the video, the Thanksgiving video last year to like sort of say thank you for following us for a year. And I had to find footage of you that wasn't like on the podcast. And I found that <laughs> that video you did for like some grappling promotion where you're just like, yeah, this kid, I don't know him, don't respect him. And I'm just like, huh. <laughs> you know, it's funny because <laughs> they, they, you know, while I'm giving this interview, they're yeah. also like, hey, Cap, all right, we need you to kind of sell it a little bit. You know, and then, I, you know, I'm not really like that in videos, but I, was not, like, I know yeah. Andre. It was against Andre uh, Pedafilo. I, I can never yeah. say his last name. I just saw him uh, last weekend. Um, he was on the Sapatero card. So oh, it was, yeah. I just I gotta hype it up and do what I gotta do. With no, no, yeah, I know. It was just like the, was but you could turn, you could do the switch though. Like, you oh yeah, I, switch, I, I like, play that game. Important. I love it. I love it. You bring it, bring it, baby, bring it. But I'm gonna be in your ear. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be talking the whole freaking time. But I love. Oh my god, I'm gonna whisper sweet nothings into your ear. Who was that fighter that got like flatlined by? It wasn't. I don't know if it was Curtis Blaze. It was like Kevin Holland. I think his name was. Like yes. he kept trash talking. Yeah, but he kept on trash talking when he was losing the fight, yeah. <laughs> and everyone was I like, see. yeah like a mental breakdown <laughs> i saw kevin holly he's he, kevin holly yeah. awesome i like Kevin. oh yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty cool kid man is he he's doing funny. all right like his... yeah he'll be fine he's, he's a star he'll be all right he'll dig a loss everybody loses not everybody loses but a lot of people lose you come right back you, uh dana white loves him he's gonna have another fight oh that's good for sure no that's question, good to hear man, no question. I, he was I love crushing. hearing I love yeah, he was Kevin's crushing doing well. <laughs> he was starching everybody it, you know he was the, he had those big long arms knockout lockout he just real he's gonna he's gonna be back again Oh yeah, does he train down down south? No, or? but I've met him before. I mean, I don't, I don't even. Oh yeah, know you're a, you're a usual things. you're a usual guest of the UFC Performance Center. You're like a <laughs> I've, been there, I've been there twice. <laughs> hey man, but like it's like everyone knows Kevin G when he walks in. Like he's like basically I'm the mayor of this place. Yeah, it's funny, funny story. We went to the fucking performance. Dude, this is the scumbag that I am. Like, <laughs> they have all these meals, the, like for the fighters and shit like no. that. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Hey, man, you can have one of those meals if you want." And I was like, "Really?" And I don't think I was supposed to, but if I could totally like, "Oh, sorry, right, sure, grab one to with my bag." <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> oh, that's not as bad as I thought. I was assuming no. you'd be like, "So I grab like eight or ten. No, 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 no. I didn't push it that far. I wanted to get an invite. You take one, you can explain it off as a mistake. You take like nine, you're like, you're just an asshole. 
I mean, like, how fast can you put him in your bag, though? Like, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have a big enough bag. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to set up a Patreon, a GoFundMe to get Kevin Gallagher a huge, comically big, like, sack next time he goes to the UFC. Big old Santa Claus bag. Oh, it's got gear like, in there. Yeah, I just got a few gloves, a few sets of gloves, a punching bag, speed bag, a few meals. <laughs> Going to the bathroom, it's all, like, fluff. I throw in the trash can so I can fill it up with, with free stuff. Toiletries, just to actual toilet paper. <laughs> UFC branded toilet paper <laughs> towels. I got like fucking. I got like four Griffin in there. <laughs> He's just like, what? Where did I come from? Where did I come from? Hey, Kevin, if you would be so kind as to send me back home, I'd really appreciate. Because he's just such a nice guy. I can't imagine him getting mad at you. <laughs> he is a super nice guy. He did uh, get like. Uh, wait, I won't get it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> maybe off screen. Maybe off screen. Well, well then, we're, for, next time we talk about the UFC. Yeah, performance, all right. Well, story. we uh, we obviously got uh, a few more events to go through, and I wanted to cover something that I don't know is getting the shine it maybe deserves, and that is Submission Underground this Sunday. Uh, you got Boogie. You got a few MMA fighters, a few Tenth Planet standouts. Um, what do you think? What do you think about this this showing here? I mean, I tell you, man, all the time. I really think that submission underground grappling is the best event in grappling, and I hate to say that because I know Seth Daniels. Seth, you know, so fight to <laughs> win's a little bit different. Seth, you know, I, I like the, what hey, they hey, do. Seth, come on the show. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, I know, I've, I've down, met him. Down. I've only met him once. Down. He was very nice to me. Yeah. He was very cool. He's always been cool with he's my cool. gym, the he's Hive. Super. Like he's there's always the persona little- of Seth Daniels, and there's the person. And they kind of intertwine a little bit, to believe it or not, because like the person Seth Daniels will also tell you you're an asshole. Shut the fuck up. I'm busy. <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. But he really is a caring, good guy, and he really gives a shit about jujitsu. So it's something that's important. Him, dude, that fucking guy's the hardest working and hardest worker in jujitsu in the game. Man, that guy's like he's like the 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 fucking oh god, I can't think of his goddamn name now. Jesus Christ, I'm looking right in this fucker face. The James Brown of the BJJ <laughs> world. But that is a very interesting yeah, I love I love Ryan uh, McGuire. I love Seth Daniels, but I really think the submission underground is the most entertaining, the most user friendly, the most uh, easy to to fill in for people that aren't necessarily grappling. And then they keep they put on quality events without having to put on all the fucking bullshit, man. Like they let Chael Sonnen handle that. They let him market the whole thing and blow it all up. But these guys are real cool with each other. Like I, you never see some dumb shit. You know, with press conferences, I just, I just, ugh, it's just so off-putting to me. Like, I just feel like the sport sells itself. And again, this goes back to the probably the reason why I'm broke <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to market myself. But I mean, they put on great events. I love the format. I love the quick matches. I love Chael Sun, and I think it's an awesome, awesome event. Yeah, I, I feel like just the the consistency with which they've been putting out shows is kind of remarkable since the quarantine. We've always been blown away by the stuff they've been able to get away with and like right. forge ahead with, especially in coordinating not just putting on events, but coordinating like the the talent and like the egos that are there right. to to put on quality shows. Like the money's right. always there. It hasn't turned out to be a Ponzi scheme yet, which for jujitsu is pretty great. Just because how many how many big shows have turned out to be just like scams right. in the last five years, you know yes. it's not zero. Yeah, um, but yeah, obviously it's definitely not zero. It's no. Definitely not fucking definitely zero. Not zero. Right. <laughs> I mean, like the, uh, but anchoring this show is the main event. Our, our friend of the show, Boogie, taking on other friend of the show, Mason Fowler. Right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, we should by get the, the way, I got. 
I got I want I want both of them on. How dare you? Right. Um, I actually got uh, Boogie put out the call. By the way, this is just a, a general alert. If anyone has any comic books that they're that are burning a hole in their like storage unit or something, Boogie is putting out a call saying he wants a bunch of comic books for his soon-to-be newborn. So hit him up in the DMs to. Like, I mean, I do. I have, man, I have a whole shit. I have a whole box. He would actually appreciate. It. I got a box going out to him later because he's like, dude, he's I, they're like, all comic books that I, you know, I imagine that one day they're going to be worth a shit ton of money. And you go buy a wizard, you know, you remember the wizards? They still make oh, those yeah. things, the price no, guys. Dude, yeah, and they're like they're worth like eight bucks at the most. Like then that's like the top, the creme to the creme. I was like, bro, I ain't hold on this shit no more anywhere. Dude, the the uh, real quick, just to get into comic book finance, you're not gonna really make money off of like anything significant that you could get easily like any comic book printed today is not going to be worth much i'm just gonna go ahead and say that so yeah. like like death of death of superman was like the most printed like bought comic book in history and it was only bought a lot because people thought it was going to be worth a lot but now right. that there's so many p- copies in circulation it's like useless i can wipe my ass with it yeah, but uh that's like going that's uh one part of my life you're going to shift into the other part of my life i I really, I really want to see this match, and yes. I, I mainly, it's mainly because even though Fowler's proved dominant, different types of people and different types of competitor, I think Boogie is willing to throw weirder shit at him that he might not be as accustomed to dealing with. What, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, anytime you go against a tenth planet guy, especially someone that's you know probably the the apex predator of the tenth planet system, you know, you've got him and his brother. Uh, PJ Barch, a couple other guys up there. They're, you know, uh, what's the big guy? I forget. I'm fried today. Um, the big guy who just won, who, who went against Gordon a little while ago, uh, Kyle Bowman. We had another Kyle Bain, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bain. Right. You know, anytime you have those guys, uh, anytime you go against a 10th planet guy, you always have to expect the unexpected because they just throw up submissions from odd places and different scenarios and different opportunities. And, um, and Boogie is without question the best of the best at it. Like he is insane. His freaking rubber guard is ridiculous. His flexibility is amazing. He gets in this position super tight, and he's super super uh, good at uh, at finishing those tight, tight, hard submissions. Um, you know, I love Boogie. Uh, I just think that Mason Fowler is too big, too strong, too good. Um, I really would love to see Boogie win. Boogie's my dog. Don't tell him I bet against him. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely do not think there's a world where Boogie cannot win this. Um, I just think that Fowler is just – he's just a super athlete, super strong. He's going to be able to shut down Boogie for the most part and do what he does, uh, get into overtime. I will say one thing, though, man. Boogie is really good in overtime. Really, I mean, really hey, good. I yeah. I got the chance a month a few months back. I got the chance to actually visit him in the gym, and uh, I asked him like if there was practice that night, just because my me and my family we were visiting my brother on a, a military base, and he's like, "Yeah, man, just come on by." What he didn't fucking tell me was that this was just not a normal practice. This was a an EBI overtime competition oh, only yeah. class. So for an hour, it was just EBI overtime drills. Like you, you cycle through all the different positions, but defending and attacking. And it's an hour and every 30 seconds, you're like like doing the drill and you have like 30 seconds to find a new partner. And he's like, you got an hour to impress me. And it's like he shifted gears into like 
evil villain boogie. <laughs> I've been I've made the mistake of going to that class accidentally twice. I did yeah. it once the first time, and then the second time my dumbass showed up again, and I literally almost left. But I was like, I'm fucking I, now. Brutal, brutal, almost, brutal, dude. Someone was like was on my back, and they transitioned immediately to a body triangle, and I I felt all of my organs want to exit out my ass. Like it was so tight and awful and there was one time where i was getting my arm pulled up and he actually bent down he's like hey man i'm glad you came and then he went to somebody else <laughs> was just like, you <laughs> yeah, like twitching on the ground yeah, <laughs> thank you like, oh, my thank arm's having me. <laughs> i appreciate it mr martinez <laughs> Um, but do you, do you think it's often? Do you think it's overtime where he has the biggest chance? Yeah, I think so too. I I, I think and I I don't in my I don't think Mason's going to submit him in in regulation. I don't say I never say never. You never know it could happen. Mason could be working on this game. He's a very accomplished grappler. Um, I think Boogie has a bigger sh- bigger shot of submitting Mason in the uh, regulation rounds. Um, but. Uh, you know, I really see Mason doing the same thing as everybody, shutting him down, hugging the hips, maybe getting a guard pass, progressing positional dominance um, for the five minutes and going into overtime. Um, again, I don't want to say that Boogie has the advantage. I still think Mason does what he does. I think he's stronger, bigger. He's just going to hug him and hold on to him, maybe sink into the rear naked choke. I mean, dude, he finished Greg Jones twice, and that's no easy feat. Uh, but – Boogie's real good. They train specifically for that EBI overtime over and over and over again. And I was talking to Josh LaDuke about that the other day. It's a skill set you have to train for. You have to be prepared for that holding on, whatever it takes, the the switching of the positions in and out from the back take of the arm lock and then going back and forth. If you're not ready for it, at the end of the five minute round, ten minute round, you're just you're just you're unprepared. You're not psychologically set. It has to be ingrained in your DNA muscle memory yeah but how many of those like fowler overtime escapes did have you seen them just go like how did he get out of that arm bar uh, like how yeah. did he do that <laughs> yeah and it's because he is a super athlete he's so ridiculously strong and athletic and big and powerful um but boogie's special man i'll tell you i, I rule with boogie one of them same overtimes and he does that little freaking calf slicer or bicep slicer from the spider guard and it's like, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's a trick to it. Maybe I don't know it, but it was like, he submitted me and he must've submitted me like four times in like the, 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 the minute transition. <laughs> like every time he grabbed me, he was like, go, was like, I'll tap, go, I'll tap. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like dexterity so quick getting it over into the bicep slicer. And then you can't, you can't keep eating the bicep slicer. So you extend your arm and he's right there for the arm bar off of it. Yeah. It's, I, I've seen him do work. Uh, like from just about every position, I feel like Boogie's wrestling is pretty underrated. I feel like everybody goes to his like his bottom game and his like his you know his rubber guard is he's got a pretty good dead orchard. I I want to see him really push Mason. I'm looking like I've like everybody. I'm looking for people to push Mason just because he he's he keeps building and building and building, and I want to see how how much better, like how much better he can get just cause how many other people besides Gordon Ryan have put on like this type of title defense in any, yeah, in any grappling promotion. Like we haven't really seen it in a while. So it's cool to see somebody like off the beaten path, pull this stuff together. And, 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm just looking forward to the event, you know, because oh, again, one other thing that we love about Sug is that these these things do not drag on. Like they are just no, like they right. really like, quick. They're just like we're right, going on. Man. All right, yeah. we're going on to the next match. Yeah, yeah you're in and out about an hour, maybe maybe uh, a little bit. My ass hasn't time. left this seat right. in an hour. Yeah, the thing about a lot of these freaking cars is they drag them on for so long, and they put all the freaking extra shit in there. And the reality of it is, is like I love jujitsu, but watching a ten minute match, fifteen minute match, thirty minute match sometimes is just boring as boring gets. Do you like there? There has been a complaint that it's not enough time to work. What do you think about that? I yeah. I, so I I go back and forth in that. I tend to agree, but I also think that if grapplers play to the rule set and they realize, oh shit, I've only got five minutes here. I better open up and start going for things because I don't want to have to go to overtime because that's almost a coin flip, you know. Um, that they can make it happen. I've seen plenty of guys get a submission in a five minute round. And it's just, hey, you only got five minutes. So you got to push, push, push. You got to throw things up. You got to go for shit and try to make things happen. If you put yourself in a little more vulnerable position because of it, so be it. Work on your transitions. I think that's the way you provide for exciting jujitsu. But not everyone's going to play that game and blah, 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 blah. I can respect that critique. I think maybe eight minutes would be a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But that's not – that's challenging. We talked to uh, Stephanie, right? Isn't that her name? Yeah. Um. um the, the the matchmaker oh the my gosh I'm, i feel so, so sorry <laughs> anyway we've talked to her we've had her on heather the show heather, heather heather sorry heather standing oh my we've gosh to heather, heather, i'm very sorry before. about that yeah. total brain fart we've talked to heather on the show before and she says that chael ain't put changing on that he's no way he's going out of it he likes the five minutes he likes the submission only and that's the way it's going to be and that's it so that's his that's his call and that's chael you have to so, like you have to respect someone that believes enough in the in the standard they've set to not want to change it over like whims and say like no this is just here cuz like how many people would say like oh baseball if we had more run like if we had more innings man like to work with you know you, you got to work in the guidelines that are established and yeah. I think like he's done a really good job with that I wish that more rappers would get on point or get on 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 the boat with the submission underground because i think it's a fun event i think it's awesome it's on fight pass it's on the biggest it's on the biggest platform out there that there is i'd like to see more action from uh big fighters big big grapplers to go out there and uh put it online at submission underground yeah and i i think that they, there is this weird stigma that kind of exists for some reason but i'm i'm hoping that that's that's done with um now shifting over a little bit into MMA, we got one of the greatest MMA fighters in history, maybe the greatest heavyweight in history, defending his belt that he has recently regained uh, against a former opponent, Stipe Miocic. Uh, once again, fighting Francis Ngannou for the strap. Uh, what do you think? Like, because I'm so excited for this man. <laughs> you know. Uh... One of the things you can notice just right off is that Stipe is as big as Ngano. You know what I mean? And a lot of the things that Ngano gets on his size is he's just bigger, taller than than the other people he fight. He's not going to have that advantage against Stipe. And, you know, Stipe is already starched him. Stipe already beat him before. He was one of the last guys. I think he's the last guy to beat uh, and Yanu. Uh, um, um, technically, Derek Lewis did in that match. Everyone, yeah, but talk, about that yeah, <laughs> that's crap. like uh, I'm just not gonna remember. Well, that. I don't even want to remember that. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know that this is the same fighter that uh, fought 
Stipe the last time they fought. I mean, Engano is on a tear. I read a, I read something the other day, something like his last five matches are a total of like two minutes. Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. Oh my god! And it's a who's who. I think it's like four knockouts in a row. Yeah, like, it was like Gene just... DeSantos. Any every the list goes on and on of of legendary, you know, top tier heavyweight fighters that he is just starched over and over and over again. So it's exciting. I personally don't think you can bet against Tipe. I think he's a proven winner, and I think he's proven that he's in there to win. He's already beat the guy. So, you know, how do you, you know, how do you bet against a guy who's already beat him once? But here's I the think thing: I'll say I'll, what I want to say about that is that after his loss to Stipe, a lot of people were immediately quick to say, like, "Oh, well, the the shine is off on Ngannou. We thought he was this Terminator, but he lost this like emphatically to Stipe because he like had no ground game." And every, and that sort of allure is very hard to recapture in any sense. And I was pretty set on thinking Nganu wasn't going to get back there. But then he had that fight against Rosenstruck. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> you don't ask me. It was, it was so emphatic of just like two-second domination and the way he struck and the way when his hand just connected with you anywhere. You just lost a part of your soul. I I don't know how much grappling he's been doing, but if he's done enough to land more on Stipe, just because he barely touched Stipe in their first fight. Like that's something a lot of people noticed is he got like a few good shots and that was it. If he's able to to piece up Stipe enough and defend enough of the takedowns, I think this could Stipe might have to submit him. Like Think about that. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember, the fight Stipe was pretty good on his feet. He did a good job of circling. Did a good job of like not allowing um, uh, Ngannou to get his feet underneath him to land those powerful punches. You know, not being in the power lanes and moving around and footwork, walking off, working off his jab. All the things that I remember when I saw a young Stipe uh, first start fighting. To think to myself, wow, like this guy is really, really good. One of the better. Uh, heavyweights that I've seen move around and utilize his jab and use his footwork in the manner that he does. Um, what I also think a little bit about when people talk about, oh man, maybe Ngannou isn't that good. He lost to Stipe is that people at that point weren't really giving Stipe the recognition that he deserved as being, you know, arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know, you could, you could definitely make that argument based upon the stats. Um, you know, who knows? You can never, it's hard to, I hate saying things like the goat because you can't ever, there's no quantifiable determination. Everybody can, just the, the way you manipulate the stats will determine who you figure out, who you think the goat is, um, unless there's a head and shoulders above the rest type of thing. But, um, you know, I think that the question of this fight is to see just exactly what you said. Has Ngano improved his wrestling has Ngano figured out a way to dissect and get inside of Stipe's movement, his jab, his footwork, you know, has he gotten better as a fighter than he was during the first fight? I think the answer is yes, but you know, Stipe has also gotten a lot better too. I think Stipe now is at the point where he has embraced the fact that he is the greatest 
And there's a certain empowerment that comes from that when you are head and above the shoulders or head and, you know, when you are considered great, you beat, you know, Daniel Cormier two out of three, you put yourself up on that pedal as this amazing greatest heavyweight of all time. There's a certain amount of self-trust and invincibility that circulates through that. You just like, it's another day. I don't care who you put in front of me and don't think that Ngano isn't thinking that too. So, um, interesting. You, but like I said, we talk all this shit. Both these guys are dangerous. And Gano is one of them. He has that one-touch power that is, you know, it, he can graze you with punches and puts you to sleep a la Mike Tyson, some of the other guys that have that ridiculous amount of power in their punches. Um, and don't think that Sipe isn't thinking about that too. So, you know, that's the reason why you say it. That's the cliche. Yeah. But that's why they fight. Let's see, let's see, let's see him go out and see who wins. And what what's crazy is I I honestly don't think a loss here will really deter Ngannou at all. Like I I have such a great like respect for his athleticism and work ethic that I feel like he could be one of those guys that just looks like this for the rest of his career, like yeah. like a Yoel Romero, where he's just like this physical force that that at, at any age is always going to be a threat for the belt like and the you more know, knowledge he gains like he's still so relatively new to the sport and then he can go down he can go down the same way cormier did you know cormier is an amazing heavyweight fighter outstanding heavyweight fighters you know superb uh former champion i think he was a heavyweight champ did he ever, did he win the heavyweight champ or was a light heavyweight champ that he won i can't remember he won the light heavyweight heavyweight light heavyweight yes yeah, so, yeah. yeah so exactly because he beats dp um <clears throat> but the point of it is is like um Stipe is just so good that there's always going to be this asterisk. Like, Ngannou was amazing, but unfortunately, he could never beat Stipe. He probably could have been heavyweight champion, put a, could have won on a pretty good streak, starts everybody else in the division the same way Cormier did. But unfortunately, Stipe was so good that they could never beat Stipe in the same way that John Jones was so good. The same way that, you know, uh, who else? Like, Jorge, like freaking uh, Aldo was so good. You know, but Frankie Edgar could never beat him. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just unfortunate that that's the way it goes down. But there's just guys that are so good and so dominant. GSP was so good. There was a ton of different people in that division where that were probably every bit close to as good as him that were, would have been dominant champions in any other division or if GSP never existed. But unfortunately, they came along at the time when it was GSP's reign. Yeah. And nobody could beat him. I think that we're either going to see that with Stipe or we're going to see him get knocked out. Which you know doesn't yeah. really say much, but, but you know. none of this tells us where like who's gonna fight Derek Lewis next because he's the real <laughs> he's the real champion, you know. Because because just <laughs> as long as he keeps winning the way he does, MMA just doesn't work on him. That's what he's we're learning, fucking, dude. All he has to do is touch you with that overhand right, and all he does is throw it the whole damn time. That's all he does. I mean, he's actually pretty <laughs> slick. I'll give him. He's gotten a little bit better. He's a blue belt. Moment, he throws that overhand right, and you're just dead. If he if he hits you, if he touches it with you once, grazes you, clips doesn't matter. You're dead. It's game over. Reset. Because you're gonna go down and you're gonna hobble, and then he'll just immediately like hammer fist yeah. you into the next universe. Like he starts doing his freaking Kong King Kong bang on the mat and his little like freaking snake thing, and it's you're all over and you're embarrassed. Yeah, and then he'll just say like he'll just say the funniest shit in the universe, and then you feel even worse about losing just because like nah, damn it, he's so good. Um, Yeah, I think that's enough for 
MMA right now. We also, I think we, a good way to round it out. No, no harm in keeping this, uh, this episode a bit shorter. Uh, Gabby Garcia and uh, Craig Jones, they're going to be fighting this weekend, this Sunday. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I love Craig Jones. I don't care. I think Craig Jones is awesome. I think it's, I, I am just, amazed that this match came about what set it up uh i think it was gabby garcia talking shit about gordon ryan saying she'd fight anybody anywhere and obviously chael's son and the savvy uh <laughs> entrepreneur savvy marketer spirit, yeah <laughs> savvy marketer that he is jumped around well we can have it on sug if you want <laughs> in the inner gender champion um ah, what do you say man i don't know I mean, Craig Jones by heel hook. <laughs> you know, like, I don't see – I love Gabby. I don't see a world where she submits him. Uh, Is it over- fucked up? I want that to happen so bad. Yeah, like, it would be Like, great. so bad. Like, I would give some of my teeth to, like, have it would Because he said be he would retire. Just I see him. It would be amazing to see. I would love to see Craig Jones get submitted just because of the, the absolute madness that would incur after it. But I, I, I just don't know. Gabby's very good. Um, I just think that on a skill level, Craig Jones is you know just head and shoulders above Gabby in her abilities. Um, you know, Craig Jones has already proven to be able to submit bigger opponents, stronger opponents, which Gabby has probably both of those things. His, his, uh, his uh, performance against Rumble Johnson, notably, yeah. I think it was. I, I didn't. I don't Rumble even think Rumble it was a doesn't minute. Have, doesn't have Gabby's uh, jiu-jitsu. But I, I, That's true, I true. Think, yeah, I think this is way more than just a uh, like a marketing gimmick. I think this is way more than just a, hey, let's market this as the intergender championship. I think this is a legitimate match that will be marketed as such. I think Gabby Garcia is, you know, I think she's got a chance to win. I don't think she's not, has no chance of winning. Um, And, you know, she deserves it. I don't think it has anything. I mean, obviously they're going to portray it as as such, but I think it's cool. I think both these guys are respectful of one another. Both of these athletes are respectful of one another. I don't think there's any, any sign of animosity or like shtick. I guess is the way I'd put it. I, I mean, honestly, to tell you the truth, I have more respect for this than I do Wagner Rocha and, and Gordon Ryan. To tell you the truth, that's just, that's just wow. I'm, jay- I'm angry, jaded prick today, man. I got nothing left. I, I get it. I well, what's <laughs> one is that we 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 mistakenly said so. It's not. There, oh, no, it's not no, organ- no organizer would touch this clearly. Oh. So they're streaming it on their own. I think it's like one of their YouTube channels and just, they're just like get setting up a camera for it. Um, <laughs> well, that makes it I better. think, I think this is good for like, you know, women representation and grappling, you know, it's good to see, get shine on an athlete who should be more famous than she is just because right. of her accomplishments. And I think that's good. I don't know if that, if Craig is going into this for the holy uh, altruistic intent, it sounds like he's, like just trying to be a shit disturber sometimes, but I I'm no doubt that he has a ton of respect for uh, Garcia, and you genuinely can't help but have respect for her. No one wins four ADCC gold medals without clearly being one of the most dominant athletes in their field, you know. So yeah, you know, I'm gonna I watch think, it. I'm gonna watch it. it but. <laughs> I think the difference between Craig Jones and, and other people that market this thing that, that to play the game. Yeah, Craig Jones 
plays the game, but he plays the game as the as the the trickster. It's fun for him. He enjoys it. He he's like he's not me. doing it with all serious. He just he he that's who he is. He likes yeah. He likes being that little like like shit storm stirrer. But he literally he found a crucifix in the middle of like. Uh, Puerto Rico, and he just jumped on it and <laughs> took the cat picture and captioned if the sandals fit. And I'm just, yeah. I, he just seems <laughs> like he just seems like a fun guy. He just seems like he's enjoying. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll fight Gabby Garcia. Sounds awesome. You know what I mean? It thinks it's fun. I, I I don't think there's any there's any like ridiculous any negativity. Not, yeah, I. But again, I'm I'm Team Gabby here. I'm just gonna be honest with you because imagine, like imagine. Uh, that's awesome. that's so awesome. that's so great. <laughs> What's that? I'll just do like Craig Jones. What's what's the rules format? Do you know anything about it? It's a submission. I'll it's uh, I think it's no time limit. Hang on, I have it up here. It's, no time it's official. Um, just no time limit sub only. Yeah. Right, so that's so it. Craig Jones five hour hill. match between <laughs> yeah, Craig Jones, it. Craig Jones by inside hill hook and probably about. Eight minutes, <laughs> maybe quicker. I think I love Gabby, but what about sure. Gabby like guillotine? Two seconds, <laughs> or, you know, just Craig just smothers Craig for 18, 20 minutes. And he doesn't have it, never has our a slams chance. legal. Our slams yeah. legal. Hang on, yeah, ends up <laughs> taking her back. Yeah, right. or, or Gabby Garcia just like devours Craig Jones like a feral animal. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Sorry, guys. I I think it would be more likely te- highly technical beatdown, but yeah, there is every opportunity that she just like eat. according to their tale of the tape, she it's a bit of a it's a bit of a disadvantage for Craig. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but right? she's huge. Was she about? What he? I think they said she was about two fifty. 260 i'm not sure what she normally walks around at but and i don't know if they're really doing weigh-ins for this i took a, there's a picture of me standing next to her floating around from one of the worlds that i was at and um ivy jeff 235 she's 235 yeah she she makes me look tiny and i'm a pretty big guy you know yeah. like i have my arm around her like some a couple people are laughing it looks like she was gonna like pick me up and like kind of like rock me in her arms like she's a big girl she's big she's a big girl i'm not gonna lie the tallest i've ever felt in my entire life was the one time i met joe rogan i, I met him at metamorphs three he was taking pictures with people and i got a picture with him and i felt like i was seven feet tall because i'm like oh my god this is a tiny guy this wow, is a I tiny guy like, oh, oh, wow that's pretty crazy i thought he's like he doesn't look that short he looks like he's a little bit taller he's shorter than me and i'm not tall <laughs> john calstein looks like uh, I could like, like pick him up and put him in my my coat pocket and carry him around. Like, hey, put, hey, buddy, hey there, little buddy here. Like feed him little like a uh, little tidbits of food. <laughs> you hungry? Carrot? You want a little carrot? Carrot, <laughs> buddy. There's a little a little food for you. <laughs> All right. So that's a uh, that's some of our uh, coverage of the events happening this weekend. I'm I'm good. Kev, you got anything else? Nah, man. I'm freaking over this shit. I love yeah. everybody. I got this day's been nuts. I got to go to Billy Q's wedding tomorrow. I've been running around. Congratulations to Mike. Mr. Quarantello for getting Congratulations married. Congratulations to Billy Quarantello getting married tomorrow. He, uh, I'm sure my uh, invite was lost in the mail, but no. Yes, yeah, yeah, you didn't get it. I figured, <laughs> I figured you were coming. <laughs> it was sent to the email chain. Everybody bought Kevin Bradley at aceofjujitsu.com. <laughs> he, uh, he's, uh, yeah, we're excited about it. Crazy <laughs> running around doing that shit all day long. All right. Well, then let's just like go on this episode.
episode of Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. As always, I have been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. It's been a great episode, real fun, lighthearted one. We had some jokes. We had some laughs. Once again, election performance. Anybody looking to lose some pounds and get ready for competition season once everybody is vaccinated, go to Team EP on the app store or electronperformance.com use the code jjt25 25 percent off all of your programming goodness get yourself a strength coach in your back pocket with them today and as always uh we love you we care about you be safe get vaccinated when you can and just uh be nice to everybody because it's uh you know it's not hard to be nice and uh it, uh it's it's really good for everybody else so we love you <laughs> Mwah. good night go watch the fights Mwah. love you thank you guys right. peace out